Hey there, and welcome to Mañana Mana, where we will dive deeper into the meanings of scriptures and relate them to current events. Now here are your hosts, Brother James, Moises, and Junior. Welcome back, everybody, to Mañana Mana. Welcome back, Brother Moses. Hey, thank you for having me. Welcome back, Captain James. Oh, thank you for having me. So he's, he's trying to hold a laugh in, everybody. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Oh. Right, yeah, there we go. All right. <laughs> I got it out my system. All right. Well, welcome back again to our, our podcast here, right? So you got the three amigos here just uh, going over the Bible. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to teach Captain James a Spanish every time. And he, I think in turn you're going to teach us some, some, little, some, uh, some of that French, right? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna try, but I mean, I, I like this whole carne asada thing. Or carne, yeah, flesh, right? <laughs> Brother Moses, you gonna take a shot at the what was it? Let the good times roll? Oh no, oh. no. Lazy bon ton roule. Come on, man. Lazy bon ton roule. There you Got go. Lazy bon ton roule. So. All right. Hey, it's mm. uh, it's saying uh, jambalaya. Is that considered French? Just saying jambalaya. Uh, I mean, you maybe. Know. No. I, I, look. Just don't 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 uh, claim your French because you make it out of the box at Zatarain's out the store, you know. But uh, I, I'll come over and help you. We 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 can make it French. So. Yeah, there's we we's French. We we we, we, we. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So today we're gonna be talking a little bit about just uh, doing church as usual. I, I know right now it, it's kind of the routine thing, right? So we kind of get up, do our thing, and just just hope to make it through the day without a new ordinance or a new statute or a new law passing by you know but in the midst of that i think something that's that's uh, i'm starting to notice something i'm starting to see uh, even in the church is that right now people are starting to just grab onto whatever's consistent in life because of that and so with that being said uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today we're going to be talking about doing church as usual and and again just like the other topics we've we've talked about before this isn't anything new but i just think right now it's it's threatening the body of christ a little bit more because again right now people are just trying to grab a hold of something that is that is consistent absolutely you know with all the uncertainties in life right now uh they need something solid and i mean as a as the topic states i mean doing church as usual you know, we, we, with that little question mark on the end of it, because I mean, I, I know you y'all looking at it, and I mean, I, I I'm gonna tell you when I when I seen when we, we were talking about this topic, there there's some dangerous things when we when we start talking. Like uh, I think I mentioned before, I mean, I, I 28 years in the secular world, anytime that I I'd, I'd hear anything about church or uh, religion, uh, it was made to look down upon. You know what I'm saying, and I, you know, I, I, I was in the a southern uh, church, and um, back then I, I wasn't, I didn't have the spirit, I, I didn't understand what was going on. So when my mom passed, I, my mom passed at 11, and or when when I was 11, excuse me, um, there was a there was a, a a huge wall that I was hitting, and the people in the church didn't know what to do for me. You know, they didn't. They didn't know how to direct me or, or or guide me to the Lord. I I and at that point in my life, I didn't. I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? I was doing it to please my parents. So it was almost like a rejection. You know that that I felt by the church because I I, I was going by what my mom. I thought I was doing everything that they were. I was supposed to be doing, but yet it didn't 
translate into in my time of need. I guess it was just kind of like, here we go again, you know. And, and so I, what I'm what I'm saying is, I I, I feel that we kind of need to bring up the topic of what church is really supposed to be in, in the early church, really, you know, um, and let people know that it's not these things that you see on TV, and it's not about a, a, a lukewarm uh, thing that you just, you know, flip through some positive scriptures, but we're supposed to be following the Great Commission, you know? And I'm going to tell you, uh, it's almost... Uh, like the enemy, no, no, it's not almost, it's what it is. The enemy uh, has slid some uh, thoughts and twisted the message and created some skewed doctrines out there. Uh, therefore, has them be in the modern church declaring truth without love, right? And the world in return has responded with love without truth. So you know how twisted that can get. And as a bottom line, that is a lie. And I mean, it breeds so many sins. And I mean, that, that's a whole nother topic of some of those sins that could spin off of that. And again, I guess what it will become is, like I said, accustomed to use, right? How does it veer off from the Great Commission? So I guess there's a lot of it, what we used to in this modern time at church is mostly almost like a business, right? That how do you, you know, you bring these new people in, um, invest in them, bring them in, you know, and then just... Pretty much, you know, as they bring them in, you know, you just they just stay here. And that seems like it's been the model, you know, uh, bring people in into the church and then just pretty much stay there. But it's like you have to focus on that. What the Great Commission is, right? Right. The great Commission is to go out and make disciples, teach them. And then in return, they should turn around and do the same. As we come, you know, come to the church is we learn. But is, as we feed ourselves, as we learn the word, we should supposed to take that out of the church and go out and reach out to those people because that's, you know, that's what Jesus Christ, you know, told, tells us in the Great Commission. What I want to talk about is just coming straight out of the gate. Jesus is, is saying, hey, look, this is this is the commandment. This is what I want you to do. And so when we talk about, you know, the Great Commission for everybody, it's uh, in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And I'm just going to paraphrase it, but, you know, you know, it just says, you know, Jesus is saying all authority is given to me and therefore go and make disciples in all nations, baptizing and teaching everything I have commanded you. So I'm, par I'm, I'm paraphrasing it down, but really that's the meat and potatoes behind it. But what I want to talk about is coming straight out the gate because of that. Looking going down the road now, you're talking about thousands of missionaries, evangelism, church planning across the world. All of that came because Jesus gave that that great yeah, commission. Absolutely. So when we get into the having church as usual, I think that just contradicts what this great commission is because Jesus didn't say go go to one nation. He didn't say go start one church. He said go to all the nations. Go do this. Go do that. And and without limits. Right. Right. So so I just want to come, you know, just recognize that straight out the gate. That's that's what Jesus is telling us to do. I mean, absolutely, man. Uh, you know, uh, like Brother Moses and you, you know was saying, it, it, it's almost like a form of business now. One of the things is like God is love, right? So we're supposed to love. We're supposed to teach, right? And you, you I mean, the world wants to respond because we are humans, dude. Not, you know, I, I, I severely believe, or severely, uh, I, I totally, wholeheartedly believe 
that no matter – it doesn't matter if they, they say, oh, man, uh, most of the people that hate or have a supreme hatred is because they, love has failed them in some shape, form, or fashion. But as a child, you don't immediately want to hate. You want to you you adhere, right, to a mother's you, – you know, a child seeks a mother or father's love, you know? And then, you know, depending on that, it, 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 they really fall off. But speaking as God, he's our father. So if we don't have God included, if we're not in church, if we're not, we're, we're not you know, or the church isn't coming with that type of love and showing them, you know, uh, you know, and bringing them into that or not rejecting them, if you will, where, where are they going to get that love from? Right. And it's not, and then as you look at it, as far as the church, it's not just the pastor's responsibility. To right. Teach. Absolutely. It's everybody's right. responsibility. And not only that, but to stand up and ask for help, to learn the word, right? The proper word. Yes. Uh, Doctrine-wise, right? And then from, from there in return, take it as your obligation, not just when the pastor tells you, hey, you know, or, or hey, you know, Brother Phillips is the one who's anointed. You know, he can go out and reach out to anybody. That's going to be his job. My job is just to praise, to sing. I'm a good singer, so I'm just going to stick to that because that's that's what I feel like I'm anointed. No, it's everybody's job, regardless of Amen. what title you were have. Mm. You know, it's you sing in there. It's everybody's responsibility. Right now, I gotta ask. Since you are a good singer, can I? No. Oh, you <laughs> were just hypothetical. Hypothetical. Uh, right? oh, no, 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 no. You know, I was I, gonna I, make some requests. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, I, you, dude, I, I really like that song. What is it? It's surrounded? Is it in that surrounded? Is that is that the name of that song? I believe. Is this how I fight my battles? Uh, I think that's probably the nickname. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, okay. I, I thought I, I, we were gonna oh, make requests. Oh, I thought yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, my wife knows I can't sing, so oh, man. she'll appreciate it if you don't lead me on to it. That's how I fight my battle, sure. Go, so just going on on what we were just talking about, the Great Commission, and Brother Moses, you were talking about we shouldn't just lean on, oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be Brother brother James's job to go out and evangelize and find the people out in the streets. It's going to be Brother Moses' job to, to go and sing, and it's going to be, uh, you know, brother Junior's job to keep the keep the pews warm. You know, it, it it doesn't work like that, right? So, when the Great Commission was given, that's something that was given to all of us. Now, that doesn't mean, uh, and I understand that people have their anointings and people have their the gifts that God has given them. So, with that being said, don't go uh, start a church saying, "Well, you know, I, I heard on mañana mana." You know, go start a church. No, that's not what we're saying. Make sure God's behind your decision on right. whatever it is, right? But the big thing is, is to actually go and, and to do it, right? It's to go out there and actually do something. And then if you know through praying and seeking God, you know what your anointing is and you know what the gift is he's given you, don't just sit on it. Don't become stagnant, right? If you if you look in the book of book of Revelations at the end of all the, the, the letters that he's writing to all the churches, you know, it, it does say what? It says, whoever has ears, let them hear, you know, what the Spirit has to say to the churches, right? And and with that being said, if you move on into Revelations 3.16, he's also given the warning, right? About those people that oh, are yeah. stagnant. Yeah. You know, he's saying, yeah. so because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh absolutely man that's that's like i think i'm gonna get a hat made over i'm gonna get us some manana mana hats with 316 on that uh can't be a little lukewarm 
uh, I like my food hot. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, <laughs> coming out of the body. Anyway, uh, so I started thinking about food. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking fajitas when you said that. Uh, see, see, uh, I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm sorry, Jesus. No, but yeah, you're absolutely right. We we all have our anointings. We God has given each one of us a specific gift, and sometimes multiple gifts. But because you're so anointed on one gift, doesn't mean that you can throw throw away the rest of the com- you know the the commands, you know, or the or the you know stuff that we're supposed to be doing. I mean, everything is possible through Christ, right? I mean, you stick with his will, you're, the, you're his disciple, you study that word, you know, we're supposed to do the things that he said to do. He didn't say, okay, I'm going to command this, but only for uh, Brother Junior and Brother Moses. James, you just, you just, you do that thing that you do, you know. Uh, yeah, just be loud over there. Run around the church a few times. But you got, everybody's got to be, and I'm not saying that you have to do the exact way that somebody does something because you're on fire with the spirit doesn't mean that you have to be loud and obnoxious about Jesus. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can, you can talk and just bringing it up in a, in a, in a coffee shop saying, God bless you or something to that effect, you know, on somebody sneezes or bringing up a conversation. You could be quiet or being in your workplace, you know, and just, just having Christian music on and bringing up a topic. Or oh, somebody said, uh, you know, or why, why are you playing Christian music all the time? Well, that's my savior. And then you can launch into your testimony. But dropping little small bombs, uh, that's amazing. So one of the things when I got back into the church was really what pulled me. And this is how God used me because I, I love my family, man. I, I love family. And... Um, if you read Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, they had love and truth, right? Uh, and in that passage of Scripture, one really gets a sense of that cozy feeling, you know, when you get with your favorite brother or sister, you know? It's like you can, you can you're loved. You know you're loved. Um, and the sense of that family gets, that gets held together uh, by unconditional triple braided cord type of bond, you know, um, that love, commitment, and service to each other. And that is what I feel we should be in the body of Christ. And what is the body of Christ? The church. Yep. You're so, part of the body. Yep. Right, right. Uh, every, everybody's got a, is a part of, right, and it's the bride. But, uh, yeah, we're all brothers and sisters, and that's how we view each other. Yeah, and then, you know, it just you don't have to be anointed like pastor to be able to share the word, right? Um, a lot of times when I was a new convert, um, and that's not a long time ago, um, I felt, and a lot of the arguments were with the wife, and you know, I'll give the shout out to the brother and sister Sylvia, who, who have been guiding me through the Bible studies, uh, have been teaching me the way, right, to get comfortable and to become an effective Christian. It was to let the Holy Spirit lead you, you know, just share your testimony. Just simple. The testimony is just really what you need to speak, you know, what, how, what God has done in your life. And it just that in, in doing that, you will let the Holy Spirit w- do the work. You're yeah. just the vessel. Right. You know? And through that, it's, it's, I experienced it just simply by sharing my testimony and people are knowing this is how I am and being sincere about it. Yes. They can see the change, right? They might not, not know or, or experience it, but they know there is something there, yeah. supernatural, Amen. right? 
And, uh, and that's what basically I tell people, you know, I feel something supernatural that broke me down. So I know there is a God and I'm seeking him and I'm studying the word because I know that he's there. So I want to be not humble and, and only to, you know, to be the student that he wants me to be. You're saying there, uh, you know, Brother Moses, about what I'm taking out of it is, is the gifts that, that he's given us, right? And, and, the, and the ways that we're being used, um, that's, that's allowing God to use us, right? The way that he wants to use us. Not, not uh, back to what I said earlier, you know, not, hey, it's a good idea to start a church. So I'm going to go start a church, right? right. And so uh, just a little context of what we're talking about here in Revelations uh, 3.16 uh, that's a letter that was written, and, and I always got to throw in words. For some reason, why I keep got to throw in words I can't pronounce well, I have no idea. But it's to the church of Laodicea. Laodicea. One of those. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, sound like I was speaking that Cajun French. Oh, so, there we go. <laughs> so so th this letter was written to them. The concept behind this letter, I don't want to say the concept. The reason why this letter was written was because that was a city that felt like uh like they had it all right it was a city of, of of wealth it was a city of textile but where these cities were positioned so it had two cities next to it and there was the city of, of Colossea, and there was the city of herapolis now this the cities that were around it Colossea had had the cold uh mountain fresh water and herapolis had the uh the hot waters that were around it now if you've ever i've never been in a hot spring but that's where you want to go right so, nice. yeah and so that, that that's where it is right so that's where this that's where this uh example is coming in but the city that they're writing the letter to uh, the actual springs the actual waters that came into them by the time the water came to that city it was lukewarm but the problem was with that city the water that was in that city it was considered tainted water because of all the the textiles and all that that they were doing in that city and that's when it talks about in the verse that it says, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth, because if you drank the water in that city, the stuff that was in the water would make you vomit. And so and, and God is using in this verse, he's using that example. If you want to be like a city that acts like, like they don't need me, if you want to act like a city that's wishy-washy or flaky, whatever is the term that you want to use, I'm going to spit you out spiritually the way people would have to physically spit this water out when they were drinking in that city. So I just wanted to give a little context on, on what this is talking about. And God's calling us today. Hey, look, you, it, it, you're better off being one or the other, because if, if yep. you're going to be this middle one, if you're going to sure. be this lukewarm, lukewarm, hey, I, I read the back of the book and it says that in that day, there's going to be a lot of people that will be gnashing of the teeth and welling, which mm. means that there's going to be a lot of shocked people that's going to be crying because they thought, oh, I was doing this in the name of Jesus. I was doing this and I was doing that. How come I'm going to the door to the left? How come I'm going to door number two? And it's it's based off of right there, living that lukewarm life. Right. And uh, so that kind of brings me uh, to this. It's like you live in that lukewarm life. Didn't he say to study my word, to know my word, right? Um, so the early Christians, they had to know that Bible, Right. I mean, Hosea 4, 6, what is that? My people are destroyed by lack of knowledge, you know? So to put God first in, in, in every aspect, and I mean, yeah, praying, including him in every, every you know, thing in your life, every, your daily life uh, is amazing. 
uh, you know, what really gets me, and I've seen this study one time, it was breaking down your time, and it was liberal with the time on certain things that you do throughout the day. And I mean, this is even including like a 12-hour workday. You still had, at the end of every day, you still had about two and a half hours, and that's given time, your family time, all this, sleep, everything, bathroom time. You still had two hours, two and a half hours of time. So that being said, if you were to read your Bible, you know, don't don't tell me you don't have time to read your Bible, to study it, you know, breaking it down. And I think uh, we're, so we're doing this thing at my church, we're, we're studying uh, the Bible, right? Um, and our pastor is actually going to be posting a thing about the different types of Bible studies or different uh, mm. studies that we can do on the Bible, like word, uh, phrase, chapters, a whole book. Now, now, this is where we can do a good, a non-shameless plug-in. So that's tv.liveandhopemd.com. Yes. So that's where you can find that. That's not a shameless plug-in. No, Go ahead. That, that was not a shameless plug-in. I was hoping somebody would do that because I was about to try to say that website. So thank you. <laughs> and it's funny because I actually did that, uh, tvlivinghopemd.com. <laughs> yep, tv.livinghopemd.com. Uh, don't forget that dot, you know what I'm saying? But so I started thinking about that. You know, like, okay, I study the word, and I mean, I'm I'm a pretty new convert. You know, I'm I'm, I'm just at a year, and I, I I feel I'm pretty passionate. You know, I I I'm in the Bible. I read a scripture. You know, sometimes a, a chapter, two chapters every day of the Bible, and I know I start every morning off when I finish my prayer. I read a scripture or two to get that get that thought process going, that filter, that helmet of salvation. Uh, on the right, on the, you know, got to get it fitted like a football helmet, you know, you got to get it right around the ears and, and good, protect. And <laughs> even then, I seen this little study and it was saying that people in the church, if you ask Christians, quote me all 10 commandments. And I sat there and yeah, I, I knew them, but it, it took a second. I had to, I had to think about that for a second. I was like, oh, snap. Uh, you know, I was like, uh, okay, I know no gods before him. Uh, no idols. Um, you know, I, I couldn't spit it out quick enough. You know what I'm saying? Whoa, that ain't how that's supposed to be. With God first, you're supposed to know that. Like, bam, bam, bam. Like your last, middle, and first name. And yeah, I did that a little backwards, but that's okay. So that's that military stuff coming out, bro. <laughs> but anyway, so knowing that is a whole nother thing than saying, oh, yeah, I read my Bible. But to study that Bible, to study his word, to need it into your life, that's a huge, huge difference. That is what he wants us to do. And I'm telling you, oh, man, I just got the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. I, I needed that. But we're supposed to be able to spit that word. He says, be ready. And who am I saying? He, Jesus, that is God, He says to be ready so that we know how to answer every man when he asks a question. Right. And I'm talking about, and look, here's another shameless plug for you. And I, I, I only like this. And I look, man, I'm not, when I, when I spit these certain guys out about singing these songs, I, I don't know their whole ministry. A lot of these guys, I, I know I feel the Holy Ghost when I hear a certain song. That's what sticks in my head. But it's God taught me by Zon T. You know, uh, I, I love that song, man. Let's kind of acknowledge him in all our ways. And so another part of that thing was, you know, for uh, just being in the word and knowing it. So there was there was a little uh, thing for poops and giggles. There was a guy that was uh, did this study, and it was they thought 
that Joan of Arc was Noah's wife. How are you going to come out of a church and think Joan of Arc was Noah's, Noah's wife? You know what I'm saying? But that's the, that's the result of not being in the Word. That's the result of not studying the Bible in that church. That's that Hosea 4-6 that you that's were talking That's that Hosea about. 4-6, thinking Joan of Arc's Noah's wife. Come on, man. <laughs> and the thing, you know, again, for the lukewarm, uh, it, put, it took me back to thinking, you know, um, before I, 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 I was I converted, right? I thought of just doing good deeds, right? Just doing, you know, I was law enforcement, so I'm good. I was military, so I'm, I'm good. I go to church on Sundays, so that was good. So I was, as long as I did that, and no matter what mistakes I made, I said, God has got to give me something. I'm trying. And not as, it was not until I, you know, I fell into my knees and, and accepted him where I really felt that, hey, that's when you have to go hot. That is not just good deeds are not enough. You have to give it your all and put everything else second. One thing I was thinking, uh, Brother James, uh, going back to the one, one of the studies that you were talking about, that they put the, the schedule together. You said at the end of the day, after you did family time breaks and everything, that there was still about two or two and a half hours. Every, so do you mean to tell me that someone even recognized that you could still tithe your day at the end of the day, whatever, throughout the day. To, and I, that's, that's a whole separate topic. Ooh, yeah. But when you said that, I'm like, so even people, whoever did that study, still have to recognize, hey, we still got two hours left for something or two and a half hours left. What is that for? Right. So to me, well, anyways, that's a whole other topic right there. But, but with that being said, we know we don't want to do church as usual. So what are we supposed to do, right? So, so what... What did the first church do? So in, in Acts 2.46, it says that they were meeting in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They Right? It, Every it, day. It's telling us what is church yeah. as usual and how do we not do church as usual? I mean, you're talking about 3,000 people added, 5,000 people, multitudes upon multitudes. Days when maybe 500 was added, maybe another day 1,700. That's a result of not doing church as usual right Correct? yeah absolutely man that that's that truth with love you know that's coming with it man and like i was saying earlier that's when you have that truth and that love which is what god is right he's a spirit but everything that he says within that bible is about truth right that's the word he's the truth the way the truth and what the life and he is love what is the greatest commandment, right? To love God with everything, everything, right? And then what's the second greatest commandment? Or what, what, what's right underneath that greatest commandment? Is to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm, like you, that, that's pretty powerful. You know, we ain't got to like them, but we got to love them. You, you know, if you ever get confused on what the Ten Commandments are, you know, like I was told, those those two commandments are all the Ten Commandments wrapped up in two. Yeah. So if you think about it, and I might be off, so so don't quote me to this, but I believe the first four or five commandments or whatever it is, is it has to do in regards to God, and the rest ha is in regards to how we're supposed to treat people. Yep. Right? So, and, and I might be wrong, so so don't cancel me. If I'm if I'm right, I'm right, but but uh, I think that's what it comes down to, right? So, so the first five commandments... It has to do in regards to God, and the and the last five is how do we how how do we treat people, treat people right? And so Jesus was 
wrapping it up. I think he did it for me because he knew I wasn't going to memorize all 10. So he's like, look, I know you can't handle 10, so I'm just going to break it down in two. Do it this way first and this way second. Go ahead, brother. I didn't mean to, <laughs> I didn't mean to throw it off that way. It's good, brother. It's good. You know, and and, and I'm glad you brought that up, man, because I, I I didn't look at the, I didn't look at it like that, dude. You know, um, I pulled it up here, and I'm going down the list, no other gods before him, no idols, and definitely no worshiping them. Um, do not take the Lord's name in vain. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Honor your father and mother. Don't murder. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal, and do not lie on people. Don't don't be false witnessing on people, and then do not covet anything. Don't, you know? Oh man, that, that is some nice headphones you got over there. Uh, but <laughs> uh, just joking, everybody. We we all got the same. We all headphones. got the same ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is. It, it the first two or the the greatest commandment, and everything hangs off of those two. And if you do those two things, you know, even even before I I, I got right with the Lord. I always said that if you truly love a person, you will never harm them. There was nothing that you can't reconcile that relationship. There was nothing that will come in between. Because why? If you truly love them, you will never do anything that would tear them apart enough to where they would cut you out of their life. And the thing that, that reminded me, of, uh, I love where how pastor reminds us every Sunday, right? To not just take this sermon and leave it and put it in the shelf right when you go out and throughout the week is take and do it every monday tuesday imply it right and that's one of the things that it, it reminded me of this i had you know this this week has been very stressful for me and as i think that i i, I stop myself because it's it's the things that i always wanted to do and this the, the things that are keeping me busy is the godly things. It's things doing for God. You know, I have things doing Monday. It's godly. You know, we're doing things with God. You know, going to a class. Then Tuesday, Bible study. Then Wednesday, church. Thursday, here we at. We're doing this. And then Friday, we have men's group. So it's like, yeah, it's stressful. But you know what? God will provide. God will give me the strength. I will not give up because it's what he wants me to do. And it's what the enemy does not want me to do. So therefore, I do it with, you know, dedicate myself even more because that's what I need to do, and that's what God wants me to do. It's in the test, right? Like I said, the enemy has no more new tricks, you know? It's the same old thing, you're giving it, you know, where you're stressed or you're tired, all that. Well, all that belongs to him because God has won. We know the end of the Bible. We win. He is not that author. He ain't writing that <laughs> yep. down. So I, I want to tell you something, man. Look, <laughs> he's talking over here. I'm getting the Holy Ghost, man. I'm jumping up and down on my chair. Um, but you're absolutely right. And that's how you drop that bomb on them, man. You know, he's he's got the same old game, old played out. Dude, he's garbage. He's lame. God has our back. Isaiah 41.10. Do not fear, right? Why? Because I am with you. God is with us. Emmanuel. Be not dismayed. Because I am your God. I will help you, strengthen you, and uphold you with my righteous right hand. I'm telling you right now, man. Devil ain't got nothing on his look. And I know this is kind of in another topic. <laughs> but I'm telling you. Whenever you feel down. Whenever you feel bad, whenever you feel like, man, I shouldn't even go because my attitude ain't right, that's when you need to go. 
because there hasn't been one time where I felt upset or stressed out or, or, or in a bad mood fighting with somebody. It's going to church. And man, I come out and all I want to do is make up. All I want to, you know, just, just like, hey, let's, let's let's squash this silliness because God is about love. And when you pump yourself full of God and worship and praise him, you're going to be buying those little heart, what are the little heart things? Be my friend. Be my brother. <laughs> the little cancer. Yeah. But like you were saying, when when you're feeling that anger, whatever it is, right, and going back to even, you know, Brother Moses, when you were, you know, just kind of spitting out what the schedule is, right, on a normal week, that's what we just read in Acts, in Acts 2.46. It says, and continually, daily, daily, right, that they were doing it every day. They weren't doing the, oh, you know, God. Got to go to church just on Sunday just to check the box, right? Oh, and then get upset when when, when you find out there's two services on Sunday. Oh, man, now they're really throwing a wrench in my in my schedule, right? Especially if it's football season. But but they were meeting daily. Yeah. And that's 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 how you break that mold of, yeah. of doing the church as, as usual. Amen. Because and I don't know when it happened. I can't even tell you if if we go into history books, I, I I bet you, and I'm not a betting man, but I I guarantee you can't find in the history book where the devil was able to start to convince people, including the body of Christ. Oh, you don't need to go to church on a Tuesday. Oh, they have prayer on Wednesday. Ah, you don't need to be there as long as you go on Sunday. Then then you're meeting the quota. I don't know when that happened, but somewhere down the line, the devil tricked us. Or I say us trick the body of Christ that it's okay just to be a Sunday goer. It's okay just to go on Easter. It's okay just to go on on you know for the Christmas you know vigil service or however you, you know however you want to call it. So I you know you you were talking about that. So in Thessalonians, right? Uh, if you if you back it up and and read that book, Paul is writing to the church of Thessalonia Thessalonica. Um, who from the scriptures, if you read that book, it seems that you, you, you get a sense that they're going through some really rough patch of like severe mess, like some suffering, persecution. I mean, like you were saying in the earlier podcast, man, the, the Romans wasn't nice back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were coming with it uh, because they didn't want all this. The, the enemy was full of that. You know, he's like, man, shut this stuff down. So they were going full head steam. I mean, he just lost a good one. Paul, Paul was a, was a, was a kind of like a general in his army, you know, a guy like, whoa, bro, whoa, no, I'm knocking you off your horse, bro. I'll blind you for a little minute. You coming over to my side. Cause we ain't playing that game. Uh, but he was writing to a church that was going through some severe struggles and was having issues that wasn't going to church. You know, it was, it was, they were falling off. And he was like, look, please pray. You know, you have to pray without ceasing. You have to, you know, um, he was going down the list and it's um, how we have to be in times of difficulties. And actually that book was written. I, I think Paul was the main writer. Uh, they also had Silas and Timothy that, you know, was help write it write that book um but in chapter 5 verses 12 through 22 it's telling them this is what you have to do regardless of what's happening to you um so in uh chapter 12 uh, chapter 2 verses 12 and 13 he tells them that he won't they won't stop thanking god that they took the word taught to them as god's word and not man's 
So even though they were going through some tough times, he knew that they had grabbed a hold of it. But the enemy was still working against them, you know. Uh, and that that's kind of another little topic that I was thinking about for a later podcast, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but the level of faith is is was very high with them, right? Um, so the letter was written only 16 to 18 years after Christ's death and resurrection. So it was still kind of relatively fresh. I mean, think about it, you know, 9-11, you know, and that, that was a bad time. But 9-11 was all, what, 20 years ago, right, 2001. Um so, however, there was a lapse of time there, uh, but I would say there was a nice enough chunk that the enemy could insert a lot of doubt in there. So going through that, that period, uh, I guarantee you he was working. He was doing it, I mean, ever since that apple, <laughs> been working. And man, this is this is all good stuff, and, and, and I always feel terrible. Like, I'm the one that says, you know, when I'm like, you know, wrapping this up. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> I, I think, gentlemen, I, I think we... We need to always be asking ourselves, and everyone listening, we need to ask ourselves, are we doing church as usual? You know, are we just checking the box that we showed up? Like I said earlier, you know, hypothetically, as, as Brother Moses was saying, he hypothetically sings. Uh, when I said, you know, it's my job just to, it's my job just to be the, uh, the, the pew warmer. But, <laughs> you know, but it, it's, it's, it's easy to fall into that, that cycle and and here's so just a rule of thumb this is what i've done for me this is what lets me know and keeps me in check if i'm doing church as usual because i've done this before so i'm being transparent when i show up to church and i tell myself i can't believe somebody's sitting in my spot <laughs> when i tell myself that that is the reminder that i've gotten comfortable and i need to go sit somewhere else yep so if anyone in the church ever sees me sitting somewhere else and, and people might have noticed it and people might not have noticed it. Um, but that's why I do it, because I have to check myself by saying, oh, I'm getting comfortable. I need to sit somewhere else. I don't own that that pew. I don't own that's that good. seat. And, and and I need to I need to check myself before I wreck myself. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. You're right. No, you you absolutely <laughs> right, brother. Um, <laughs> I, I think I need to start doing that, to be honest with you. I, I, I and, and the reason I say that is because somebody got thrown off uh, when I when I moved. I came late one day and I was in the back because somebody had grabbed my seat. And even though I didn't, I wasn't like you know I was like oh snap somebody. See you just did my... it said someone grabbed my seat. Right exactly <laughs> exactly. But I, I have this route planned. You know when I when I come into the church, I know who basically where everybody's gonna be at, and I, I have my handshakes. My 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 I, I love them, but I know who I'm gonna be seeing on. Usually on the way to my seat, my seat again, <laughs> the seat. How about that? But I, I went there and I didn't have any. I wasn't begrudging, you know. Uh, in fact, it gave me a different view. Like it, it showed me, you know, uh, and it actually helped me pray for, you know, like the spirit came over me and I was able to pray with some people I'd, I'd really never prayed mm. with before, you know, just because I was sitting next to them. So it's amazing, and that's another thing. It just kind of leads me in, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm almost done. But when we go to church, when we go to church, don't check it as something that is just, you know, oh, I'm here. Oh, it's a Sunday thing. Come looking or, you know, for, for that vein, to get into that vein, pray. And be that, be that first one there. Try to be that first one there and get into prayer. Mm. Get in, Start praying. Because that's how you tap into that vein, mm. that God, 
the Holy Spirit starts moving. You are inviting the Spirit. You come to church expecting miracles. You come to church wanting to lift, right, to praise God, to help everybody get up there, right? I mean, yeah, everybody everybody needs a charge. And going through the, the, the weekly, if we're not in the Bible every day and, and, and talking to, to Christians, and some people can't do that on a daily basis because they got things going on, their, their job, you know, whatever the case may be, they need that battery recharged. But go to church, uh, kind of reference to the, 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 I can't even remember the president that said it, but he said, don't ask what your country could do oh, for you. Right, that guy. Don't ask what your country can do for you. What can you do for your country? Don't ask what your church can do for you. What can you do for your church? And that's the attitude that I feel you should have when you walk in there. And I'm done. Hey, pretty much that at all. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, as Sorry. always, that's, that's some good stuff. I'm going to be able to chew on that for, for a few days. Hmm. For everyone listening, just remember, uh, manana2021 at gmail.com. Send us a prayer request. And uh, that way we can make sure that we're keeping all of y'all in our prayers. And be sure to follow us and subscribe to us on Pandora, Spotify, uh, all those good ones that are out there. And uh, that way you can be alerted when, when the next one comes out because these are always coming uh, fresh, hot off the press. Woo! All right. We, we could that grill. Fresh off the grill? Yeah, that's there, hot. There you go. Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. God bless y'all, everybody. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Mañana Mana. We pray you are blessed and that you may find strength through it. Be sure to follow us and subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Pandora, or any other podcast where available.